You're listening to a special episode of GP Works to celebrate International Women's Day 2022. GP Works is a podcast for and about general practice brought to you by the Irish College of General Practitioners. I'm Aileen Amara and with me today is the College's Director of Women's Health, Dr Noreen O'Herlihy, a GP in Mallow, County Cork. Welcome to the podcast, Noreen. Thanks for having me, Aileen. So first of all, Noreen, could you introduce yourself to people who don't know you? I know you're the Director of Women's Health for the ICGP, but tell me first about your GP career and how you got to this point. Yeah, well, I've been working as a GP in North Cork for the past 12 years. Um, I'm now working at the Mallow Primary Healthcare Centre, um, but I haven't just been working in general practice. Um, I decided to complete a master's in public health and an MD to do some research on the side. And that took me into working with the Irish College of General Practitioners. I was working on the Quality and Safety and Practice Committee for a number of years where we write guides for GPs to try and standardise care. And then about a year ago, I joined as the Director of Women's Health with the ICGP. And what do you want to achieve as the Director of Women's Health? Well, I suppose we're trying to improve the standards of care that GPs provide for women and to provide GPs with the education that they have been demanding from us, really, especially in the past year where menopause has been undergoing increased awareness. I suppose there's increased awareness in the community about menopause and women are coming to general practice requesting care and as a result GPs have been coming to the ICGP asking us to upskill them and provide them with the education that they require to deliver the best standard of care for their for their patients. And one of those things you're doing is you've, you've been producing this new community gynecology course. Tell me about that. Yes, well, we had a little bit of funding last year from the HSE. So in September 2021, we started the ICGP course in community gynaecology. And this is covering areas such as contraception, menopause, endometriosis, abnormal bleeding, subfertility. So many areas that GPs encounter every day in general practice. It's a really practical course. It has been a great success. It's interactive. We provide pre-recordings from experts in each of the areas. And then we have a, a live question and answer session where the GPs can come and meet the experts and can ask any question that they require. So it makes the, the learning very relevant to your own practice. Um, and also we have a discussion board, which which was very li- lively. And GPs have really engaged with the course We've had uh, 171 GPs registered on the entire course and there have been over 200 GPs at some of the modules. So we're, we're really excited with the course and GPs have really engaged and are passionate about women's healthcare, really. And you've been able to do all of this online in an interactive way. Yes, and I think that's what has made the, the learning so accessible to GPs because, you know, you can watch the pre-recorded sessions when you're at home, you know, if, if you have children or you have, if you're caring for another person, it makes it easy to assess the learning. And also the interactive sessions on Zoom allow interaction between everyone, but from their own comfort of their home. So it, it, it's, it's really exciting course. You mentioned the increased awareness of menopause, which certainly as anybody who was listening to Liveline recently, there was a lot of women talking about their experience of menopause. Why do you think there was that taboo around menopause and why people, women didn't talk about it much up to recently? The concern, I suppose, that came about when I was in college in 2005, we were being taught not to prescribe menopause because of the risk of of, of breast cancer and the risk of, of clotting with, with HRT treatment. So I suppose we've come a long way from then. The care has followed the evidence. Women in 2007, 2008, 2010, when they came to their GPs, we weren't encouraging them to go on HRT. And, and a lot of women, unfortunately, came off their HRT. But but further research was performed. And we now know that the risk of breast cancer with HR treatment is, is quite 
low. It's very low in fat. So if, if you're drinking more than two units of alcohol a week or if your BMI is over 30, then your risk of breast cancer is much higher than that's, than someone who's taking combined HRT. And in fact, if you're taking estrogen only HRT, so there are two types, you can take estrogen only or estrogen with progesterone. But women who are lucky enough to only take estrogen only HRT actually there's some evidence to say there's a reduced risk of breast cancer. And there was a very interesting report on breast cancer risk in the a journal last year from the BMS showing that women with who go on HRT have actually a reduced risk of mortality overall. So, you know, the evidence has changed. And with that, our prescribing habits have changed. And now women are aware of this and they're aware that HRT reduces their symptoms, gets, gives them an improved quality of life. It reduces their risk of osteoporosis, which, you know, we know that hip fractures have a high mortality associated with them. And so HRT is back in in vogue and we're, you know, GPs are upskilling and they're prescribing more often. And like you said, GPs are the first port of call, aren't they, for for women, for a whole life course, you know, approach to their health, not just menopause. But that's the first place you would encourage women to go. Absolutely. It, it's to be aware that GPs have upskilled now, that, that, that the evidence has changed and that GPs are prescribing HRT across the country and are aware, more aware that women want this treatment. Um, but certainly, you know, your GP is accessible and willing to listen and is the place to go if, if you're complaining of, of menopausal symptoms or just need advice about the HRT in general. And moving away from menopause as such, I mean, the life course approach to women's health, women go to their GPs much more than men do, don't they? Because obviously women have babies. That's often a lot of the time that women are coming to see their GPs, but not just at that time. It's right throughout their whole lives. Yes, I suppose the difference between men and women is, is men, I suppose, often only go to their GP when they're feeling unwell, whereas women need to go to their GP at other times. So and this life course approach to women's health is being promoted by the World Health Organization. Um, and it's the concept that early intervention to reduce disease risk or severity in later life. And it has the objective of preventing predictable morbidity and mortality and addressing the determinants of health. So the idea of this women's health or life course approach to women's health is to consider where the woman is at when she arrives in the surgery. So when young women come to the surgery, they may be thinking about promoting HPV vaccination, providing education on sexual health. They may require SDI screening or contraception. But then as we move through the life course into the middle years, women may be looking for preconception care for their antenatal care. And in fact, postnatal care now is something that we really need to concentrate on more, looking at pelvic floor health. Um, but then also child spacing with contraception, um, sexual health and cervical screening and subfertility sometimes is an issue in the middle years. And then as we move into later life in the post-reproductive years, it's thinking about menopausal symptoms and ensuring women have the best quality of life that they can have, but also looking at chronic disease prevention. So providing health promotion and encouraging women against smoking, reducing their alcohol intake, ensuring that they have adequate amounts of exercise, ensuring we're preventing osteoporosis by having adequate vitamin D and calcium intake and screening for osteoporosis if it's, if it's appropriate. And that's quite a lot of subjects you've covered there, the breadth of, of knowledge and the breadth of subjects you've covered for women who are coming to see their GP highlights the importance of the relationship between a woman and her GP, doesn't it really? Yes, and I suppose as GPs, we're privileged and I think a lot of people go into general practice because they love the fact that we cover the life course um, and we're not just concentrating on one area and that's the challenge of general practice, but also I suppose what makes us love it so much. 
You've mentioned the upskilling of GPs in relation to community gynecology and menopause, but another piece of good news from the Irish College of General Practitioners is the appointment of the new clinical lead in women's health now. That's Dr. Kira McCarthy. What's the significance of this role for GPs and women's health in Ireland? Well, I think this is a very positive development for both GPs and for women. And we hope that Kira or Dr. McCarthy will bring a new focus on women's health to education within the Irish College of General Practitioners. But also she'll be working with the National Women and Infants Programme to look at how women's health care is delivered to ensure care is delivered in the right place to the right person at the right time. So that's the the, the goal of Slanta Care. So, for example, Free contraception care is hopefully going to come into practice for 18 to 25 year olds in August of this year. And Kira will be looking at how um, GPs may need upskilling to make sure that they're up to date on providing contraception to these women, but also ensuring that there are adequate number of GPs dispersed around the country to provide services such as that for the insertion of long acting devices. But her role will also look at standardising care within women's health, developing pathways for GP referrals so that GPs across the country know where to refer and women are clear on on, on what's happening. Um, Because that's been something that's been identified by the Women's Health Task Force, that women are sometimes left confused about where things are going. And she's looking at, we'll be looking at key areas such as endometriosis, where there have been issues with diagnosis taking up to seven years, and also looking at areas such as subfertility and menopause as well. And currently the ICGP is developing a quick reference guide for GPs in the area of menopause. And that will allow for, um, you know, easily accessible education for GPs across the country in relation to menopause care. So to summarise, Noreen, I think what this podcast has shown is that there's an increasing awareness of women's health, whether it's menopause or contraception and of all the exciting you know, developments that are taking place both within the college and the Women's Health Task Force. And to recognise that, that this is an exciting time for women's health in Ireland. Thank you, Dr. Noreen Herlihy, for joining us on this episode of GP Works, the podcast from the Irish College of General Practitioners. Remember, we have lots of other episodes and you can listen to GP Works wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and let others know about it too. You can follow the college on Twitter at ICGP News and check out the college's work on its website, icgp.ie. I'm Aileen O'Mara and thanks for listening. <laughs>